Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Goodbye Bullshit, Hello Happiness. I have a very special guest with me today, Stefan, and he is going to be talking about his podcast, his creativity, all he does. But before we get into all of that, so my favorite question, Stefan, what bullshit did you say goodbye to to find your happiness and say hello to your happiness? <laughs> Welcome aboard, by the way. Welcome <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Thank you, Atusa. Thank you so much. You know, the the thing that I, I said um, th that I basically cast off was me being afraid to be out there. I, that was the hardest thing to say goodbye to because it was the biggest pile of bullshit. It was just like, so what if I'm seen? So what mm -hmm. if people hear me? So what if people see me? That's mm -hmm. kind of the point. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that was the biggest thing. And as soon as I was able to, to get rid of that, I was able to truly feel happy about everything that I'm doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, that's a great start. I love what you said. So what was the process? What do you feel like um, the reason why you didn't want to be seen? What was behind that? And now that you are seeing, what has that given you, the power that it has given you? Mm. So I think the whole reason why I didn't want to be seen, I, I was afraid of, of so many things. Um, I was afraid of um, not looking a certain way, not acting a certain way, of failing, of to, the list is literally endless of the things that I was like, oh, I don't want to be seen because of all this. And like the the turning point through working, you know, working with you and I've worked with even with a business coach and I've worked with a whole bunch of different uh, healers and, and amazing people. Um, the the pivoting point was so what so what if you go out there so what if you if you even if you fail so what if you what happens then you just continue to do it but if you're hiding it all no one's going to see it and no one's going to know anything about it so go out stub your toe fail grow and that's all that's really what it boils down to that was the biggest turning point for me um, I love that. So what if you fail? And I always like to tell people it's not really failure. It's think of it as falling. Like you said, stop your toe and fall. And sometimes that fall, I think it's necessary uh, experience that we need to have to get a, even maybe a shift in perspective and gain something because maybe that will get you to gain more trust in yourself and the universe to get a different angle. It's like, oh, I didn't see this, you know, from down here. Things look a little bit different. Oh, I like yeah. this view, you know? So um, I like uh, that, you know, you're not letting that stop you because it's part of the process. And I think yeah. if we switch, play on words and switch failing to falling, I think people will um, definitely get have a lot more um, advantage and see things a little bit different. So what powers, what was your superpower now that you have that? Uh, by your side, what's your superpower? 
my my superpower what it really boils down to the very essence of my superpower is there's no fear behind doing the unknown i can say i'm gonna do this and i go ahead and do it like um i said i was going to uh start putting more of my personal work uh up on social media like i, I would never talk about it like what i've done uh spiritual healing i just everything that i've done for self-care and self-help and and healing and the journey that i've been on I never talked about it. I never told anyone about it. And I never said like, Hey, like this is what worked for me. And I've actually said, you know, screw it. I'm going to put this out here because one, it might help somebody. That's, mm -hmm. that's a huge thing. And then two, it's, it's like, I don't have this anxiety or fear that like putting myself out there is going to do anything because nothing bad can happen from that. Like that's, it's just, putting the energy out into the world. Um, so many people miss that point. And I have to say, um, you know, everybody's heard me say, I love my testimonials that clients leave because I always feel they explain the work so much better than me. <laughs> and, um, you know, when people ask them, like, you know, I can tell you, but the feeling of it, that's the best way you can get the feeling of what it means. Um, and to that, one of my favorite testimonials was yours, I have to say by far, because there was two reasons behind that. One was that I have um, much fewer male clients than I do female. Mm. So my male clients are much less. And out of those, they're not that many that are willing to still put themselves out there and write the testimonial. So that was one key factor. But the major part of that was that you captured the essence of healing, that there is a process to it. There is a, a growth to it. There, yeah. It's not like a magic pill that you come and, you know, Oh, the, we went through this work and okay, now you heal. Oh. You know, you're gonna get, but you under, understood and captured okay, it's a process. It's a process that, you know, yes, the weight is off, but I still got to practice it. I still got to do the work. I'm still involved in that aspect. So, um, again, really appreciative of that. But if you can, put that again into your own words and talk to people about what that healing journey is like. What is it that they have to look forward to when they get involved in such a thing to be, start healing themselves? And what are the things that uh, maybe even pitfalls that they should, you know, work through? You know, I, I think, um, it's called a journey for a reason. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> it'd be great if you could take a pill and overnight and just magically be healed, but it's a journey because you're always going through it. Mm -hmm. um, and being, you know, being a male is always there. There's a stigma of like, uh, if you're vulnerable, you're weak and weakness is bad. Um, but in, reality 
being able to be vulnerable, to be open to doing the work and to working with people uh, on that level, that's really, I, I can't stress it enough that that makes the difference. Um, you, it's not an overnight thing. You might start with something small where it's just like, oh, I, I have a five word mantra that I just repeat over and over. And then you're going to get to a point where you're like, I know there's more and I need, I need help. And to reach out for help is not weakness. That's being vulnerable and being open to help is the first step in healing. Um, releasing that control of, I have to do everything myself and I can't have somebody else, you know, guide me or, or help me or, or even give me words of encouragement or minor guidance. Like it's, it's, um, it's, it's, that's your biggest hurdle, especially as a male that you're going to have to get over. And once you get over that, you realize, oh, this is wide open field of beauty that you can just take in and go on this journey and you're you're gonna notice that you're not afraid to try the different things you're not afraid to talk to a shaman you're not afraid to go even just to talk to a therapist like it's little things here and there that all culminate into this beautiful point in time where you can be like oh i'm getting better and i know that this journey is never over because it's it keeps going and you just keep learning that word perfect it is a journey and you know if every we can all say that to ourselves repeat that as a mantra it's a journey yeah and what a beautiful journey it is don't look at like i always say don't look at the moments that didn't go your way because even in those moments things are working out you're just not aware of it but if you know this road i can't see the end of the road it goes up and down and twists and turns and um it's a journey that you it's not a there's no timeline there's no end date and sometimes it's a straight across sometimes it's a scenic byway that you're going mm -hmm. so enjoy it as much as you can and um I like that you brought that out as well, that it's it's an openness to being vulnerable. And I think for everyone, you're right, it's such a uh, scary proposition to say, you know, I'm going to make myself vulnerable and ask for help or vulnerable in sharing those emotions because it is a very um, private uh setting that you are going your deepest fears your things that you don't want to share with anybody else you're bringing those out so it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability to be able to do that um and the experience that you gain after you write it is amazing it's yeah. because that vulnerability if we can go to me, I'd like to hear your point of view. It's like you're letting your guards and walls down and in doing that and opening yourself up. And if you let go of all your fears gradually, then you don't need any barriers when you go even out into the world. I mean, you're trying it out, first of all, with your healer, shaman, therapist, whatever, or your group that is helping you. 
and then you're like, okay, I'm ready to step out and try this vulnerability outside of these safe walls and see how it goes. And you're like, oh, look, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a lot of people love me and support me and, and things are showing up for me. So how has that been for you, that process? You know, I, um, I think it, it goes back to that idea that I was afraid to 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 show myself is that once I got over that hurdle and I was like, okay, I'm going to share this vulnerability. Like I, I am uh, always uh, open about, you know, mental health and uh, especially uh, those that are affected with like ADHD. I was diagnosed very, very late in life. Uh, I was 40 when I was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, And to understand like the different struggles of neurodiversity and I, decided to just go out there and talk about it um, and talk to people uh, on my, both on, on my podcast and even just in conversations out and about, because the fear used to be like, Oh, oh, I I don't want to share this. I don't want to be vulnerable. And then I uh, realized that no, uh, by doing that, you, you get an understanding and you start um, you start feeling that love, that connection with everyone, because you're not going through it alone. First of all, mm-hmm. uh, everyone's on their own journey. And then uh, on top of that, uh, it's not going to kill you to talk about stuff. <laughs> so it, if it doesn't kill you, it, it's good. It's <laughs> so, good. It's good. That's a good point. Let's, let's all start with that. If it doesn't kill you, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your side. But that is, it's a funny thing. But I always tell people that, you know, what's the worst thing that that can happen? Are you the worst thing in your life that can happen is like you die or it's it's even getting close to that point. So outside of that is, you know, compared, (laughs) is it really that bad? No, most cases, no, it's not. The worst thing, and I can even go back to like the worst thing that's ever happened is I was embarrassed for maybe a a few seconds because I might have overshared, but then I realized that, yeah, I I was embarrassed for a second, but that's all right. Yeah, I bet when you do that, though, the other person, whether they admit it or not, they really get something out of it. Mm -hmm. They, it goes in and, um, I like everyone to realize this as well in those things that you share and in those in that energy that you put yourself out there, that energy itself, whether verbally somebody comes and tells you this helped me or not, that energy that you're putting out there by itself is doing the work. Yeah. Um, you don't need that validation. I can guarantee <laughs> you that it's doing the work because it's all energy that you put out there. It really is. I I have a really funny example. I have an upcoming episode of my podcast that I could have just deleted. I could have gotten rid of it. Um, and what it was, the main topic was, was following your gut and that gut instinct and just really going with your intuition. And I couldn't figure out an analogy and for the first seven minutes I was stumbling over my words and having issues and then I kind of just stopped for a second and I was like this isn't working out because I'm not thinking I'm not actually listening to what my gut's telling me to say right now and then it was 
where I turned and started talking and like speaking from the heart. And I was like, this is, this is like an important lesson for me, not just the, uh, for the episode itself, but just in general, like sometimes even though you do all this work, you forget those little tiny tidbits like, Oh, I should have, I should have been listening to my instincts and, and following that. And it's like we said, it's a journey. You're, you're, you're not healed overnight. <laughs> yeah. But what a beautiful story. It's like right there. It was a live story for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, I wasn't listening to my heart. And now that I am, look how everything is flowing. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Perfect I, example. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh because I was, I was like, I could just, delete this and no one no one would know that this even happened but i said no i'm gonna keep this because this is valuable this is valuable to put myself out there like that because it's um it it's never it's never easy to hear yourself stumble especially if you listen back to it you're like oh wow okay yeah but i understood the value of it and you know old me definitely would not have (laughs) that would have been deleted as soon as I was like, okay, I'm stumbling too much. I'm delete this. No one needs to know about it. But me now on this journey of healing, it understands the value of these lessons that, that come up in life. Uh, it could be from something as simple as that to even just getting a, a wave of emotion that you might feel from someone or something. It, it's sometimes it, it overtakes you and you forget like, oh yeah, I, I have ways to navigate this or to feel it and let it go through me. But sometimes it just, it overtakes you. And you realize in hindsight, you're like, oh yeah, next time that happens, I can, I can assess it a, a, and navigate it better. And um, it's like I said, just being able to accept it and be vulnerable and get through it is, is the best path you can take. Key points there, acceptance and uh, being okay with being vulnerable and understanding each time it's a process. You know, those behaviors, patterns, they've been there for many years. It's not an overnight switch that one day you're going this way. Now that I'm healed, I'm going to go this way. No, it's like I always use the example. Imagine like um, you have a job or every morning you're getting up and going to a place and you got to get out of your house and drive to the right. Now you got to get up. Things change. The work moved. You got to get up and go outside, turn to the left. How many days, how many weeks, how many months are you going to go to the right? You're like, Oh my God, I did it again. I got to go to the left. It's a process. Sometimes even you find out like for a year, you've gone to the left. And again, one day you end up to the right. Like, why am I here again? Mm -hmm. So it is a process. Um, Thank you for bringing all that. And I want to talk about your creativity as well. I know you're, I've seen your photography, great photography work, beautiful work that you do. And I know you actually, your creative outlet is not just photography. You have different things you do. Even in photography, I noticed you do different things. So um, if you can talk about all of them and also let us know how you you feel about your work before and after this Mm. that that's a that's a great uh 
like a difference of how I felt before and after. Uh, but I, I started in photography as um, a commercial photographer, which is the most boring photography to me. Anyway, there's people that might love doing real estate photography and, and, and stuff like that, but it's, it's commercial work. You, you're not using a real artistic eye. There's a set thing that you need to do. Myself, I've always enjoyed um, a few different facets of photography. One of them in the, the fine art side of photography is there's a lot of uh, long exposure photography and nighttime photography. Um, and I enjoy like landscape photography. Everyone knows landscape uh, mm -hmm. photography. But I also <laughs> found a, a niche of photography that is kind of like where my heart is, and that's pet photography. And when I look at what I do as a, uh, as a photographer in general is I get to show people the world around them through my eyes. It's something that they might not see. And it's always been my love of that perspective to give people this, this vision of like, Oh, this is how I see the world. So it's like, Oh, you're looking at a, uh, just a, a fence and it doesn't really seem like much. And then I take a photo of it and you're like, what's that? I'm like, that's the same fence. It's just at a different perspective with a different detail mm -hmm. and you can see the lines in it and it takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. And then I started doing that with pets. You know, I have two pugs and the one pug, Philomena, she's been a little Instagram star for her entire life. She's going to be seven. And um, through her, I've been published in magazines. I've uh, been interviewed. Uh, but what's happened over the years is I went from taking these nice, cute pictures of the pug and other pets to developing a style of photography <laughs> in pet photography that people don't normally see. And it's, uh, it's kind of like doing a very high class headshot. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, oh, yeah, you do a headshot with somebody, you know, you, you, they stand there. I was like, that's great. Now imagine your subject is only 13, 12 inches tall. How do you, how do, you do that then? And then their brain starts trying to calculate how I'm getting these shots because it looks like that I'm standing below the shot, you know, below the yeah, pet. Yeah. And they look larger than life. And they're like, okay, so a lot of thoughts getting put into this. So I, I started putting all of this out on, you know, social media and, and everyone would uh, reach out to me. And, you know, through that avenue, I've been able to travel places and work with a, a multitude of people. Um, but what I find really funny is I was always quiet about my work. Uh, I would post it on social media, but I wouldn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. I, I would... I would kind of play down my accolades, which is something that, you know, I, I would never talk about what I would do. I'd never talk about any like awards I've won about any recognition I've had. Never talk about any of that. I would just be <laughs> and like yeah. what, whatever, what would happen, you know, if somebody would hire me, that'd be great. They'd always love their work, but I would never go out and, and, promote it or talk about it or show it to the world and show the 
the arc that I've gone on from when I started photography to I am today. And then after going through all, all this work and like figuring out what I'm doing is I am a photographer. Like what? And I, I'm a very good photographer. I'm, I'm able to say that now I'm not, I'm just like, Oh, you know, yeah, I take pictures of pets. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm of actually sought after photographer. People pay me really good money to take photos and portraits of their pets and to do a lot of photography and do fine artwork for them as well. Like I, I'm not afraid to say that now mm -hmm. at first, uh, you know, before was like, Oh, that's boastful. I can't, I can't say that about my work. I can't No, that that's, I should be humble. Screw that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to be humble. I'm going to, I'm going to say it loud and proud. Like I love what I do. And I, you know, I, it's gotten to the point now where I'm putting all this together to even teach people to do it themselves. I'm putting together a huge course to get people to learn that, Pet photography is not just a thing. It's a thing that people can really fall in love with. There, There's a lot of people out there that love pets and they love photography and they just, they don't know how to make it work. And I want to teach it because I want other people to make beautiful images. I want to share that with people. All that would have not been possible before this, my journey. <laughs> I, but I think the key point in that is that the way I see it from my perspective is that it's like you fell in love with yourself again, mm -hmm. you loving yourself again, and bringing that love out even more into your work and into your creative process. And that whole energy is like, it pushed you that I want to share this now. It's not even about, I feel not being about even humble or boasting or ego or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's like, now it's like this big energy that I love myself. I love what I do. I love all these things that I'm creating and I want to put it out there and I want to share it. And that love is coming out in all of them. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Yeah. It, it feels so much better too. Like it, because before it it felt like there was like a a cap on the bottle and it's just like nothing could come out because the cap was on it and no matter what i would do to like shake it up and try to get it well if you don't twist the cap off nothing's going to come out so getting through to the other side of of and that's really like you said it, it's loving myself to the point where this is me like these are the things i do i love writing i love doing you know photography i love writing music i love uh, doing so many different little things there's uh, all these little creative outlets that I, I i love doing and i'm not afraid to do them i'm not afraid to talk about them or to like show people the the work that i might be doing and it's it's all because like i first and foremost love myself to the extent that I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And your podcast, that's really good too. Yes. Tell, um, tell the audience <laughs> about your podcast. So the podcast is the professional amateur podcast. And I always laugh because that's my, it's a moniker I've had forever. And it's 
a professional amateur in my eyes and in my in my head it's it's somebody who's when you're an amateur it, people have a weird stigma about that word amateur but that means you're always wanting to learn more and get better at doing the thing that whatever that thing is photography whatever you're mm -hmm. passionate about and most of the time when you find that thing you're passionate about you end up becoming a professional at it whether you know it or not um for me you know photography was definitely that thing and uh what the podcast ends up being is kind of my curiosity to other people out there that have found those passions in life and took it from like oh i enjoyed uh great uh <laughs> great example my one friend deborah she has a pug and i met a lot of people through my pug like i said and she designed a bowl for her pug and that was her passion she's like i he has problems eating and he has issues you know swallowing food so i designed a bowl that's specifically for flat-faced dogs so they can eat better and through her passion she has a multi-million dollar business now wow that she has this patented bowl that is just life-changing for all flat-faced dogs, for all dogs, really. Um, and I couldn't help but realize that a lot of my friends and a lot of people I know have these similar stories where they got really passionate about a problem they had or something that they love doing. And there was a turning point, whether they knew it or not, where it became what they did with their life. Mm -hmm. um, and I love hearing that story. And I was, I started the podcast to do that. And now it's turned into uh, something where I get to have those stories. And whenever I have a feeling or a, a topic that I need to talk about, I will record an episode of just me talking about that topic. And it's, it's been one of those things. It's almost like, oh, this is another creative outlet for me. I get to to talk out what's going on in my head or talk about something that I might be doing or a project I'm working on, or maybe there's an upcoming project with somebody else I want to talk about. And I love doing that. And it's been a, like I said, it's been another creative outlet for me that it's been super fun. Um, one thing that was coming uh, and I want to take, uh, get your perspective on, for me, um, I, I put away, I would say, I don't want to call it being perfect or anything like before, you know, I think audience noticed my light went out again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I was a little bit late recording because I couldn't get the light. I don't know what was happening with it today. But, just you know, <laughs> exactly. And then like, I'm not going to work that. But I noticed, um, you know, with these shows, uh, especially with the shows that I'm doing, uh, you know, at the beginning when I started, I was trying to make sure the volume is right, the sound is right, mm -hmm. the lighting is right. And um, a little bit into it, I think Universe just like was uh, teasing me the whole time that like, <laughs> You know, no. it doesn't matter if you use this headphone or 
the uh, Yeti microphone, mm -hmm. which by mm -hmm. the way, my Yeti never worked. I don't know why <laughs> my Yeti never worked. And I've gone through like, I've got four different mics. The mics, every time I came to use the um, these so-called nicer mics, mm -hmm. it, it all crapped out on me <laughs> in the show. And I always came back to this headphone again. It's like, okay, I can rely on this, this works better. Even with my lighting, but I mean, I learned like it's really not about because for me, the value of this when I started doing um, the podcast shows, uh, the goodbye, bullshit, hello, happiness. It really my motivation behind it was just to put the information out there that life is simple. Start saying goodbye to these rules and bullshit things that's been passed down to you that you're uh, carrying on. And the more you let go, the life gets simpler and you become happy. And that was my motivation and goal. And I think the universe kept saying, you know, forget the lighting, forget the sound, just put the words, put the energy and it works. And I really mm -hmm. haven't cared. Like, it's like, okay, you know, yeah. whatever. So I, that's what I found that it's really not about those things. So I want to know any stories you have to share, what your feeling is perspective. So I, I had that same feeling probably almost my entire life the i i just wrote about this too um it was basically like do it right or don't do it at all and man what kind of brainwashing that was for all my childhood and adult life um and the whole idea of perfect or like making sure everything's just right uh, that is all bullshit <laughs> Mm -hmm. and, and like a, a good story is a long time ago uh my friends and i we had a podcast and i'm not talking about like oh a couple of years ago i'm talking in 2010 we had a podcast that was a, a top 20 comedy podcast about it was like video games and entertainment and all this mm -hmm. and we were having a a great time doing it but we had this problem of trying to make it perfect and it got to the point where it's like, oh, well, the one guy can't join and it's only going to be a, like a 20 minute podcast. I don't know if you want to do it. And then it trying to hit the per the perfect things, we ended up stopped doing it. And I went, mm -hmm. It just fell apart mm -hmm. because instead of just doing the thing and whatever goes out, goes out, you know, it's not I try to explain it to uh, a friend of mine, I said, it's not that the quality of the thing is going to be bad. Your energy going into it is what's going to come out of it. So even if you are down a microphone or it's, say if the webcam stopped working, it, it's the energy I'm going to put into it. I'm still going to put into it me. like, mm -hmm. And that's what's yeah. going to come out of it. And I think that's that's the hardest lesson a lot of people have to go through is is going through and saying, all right, I want to do it. I want to put out a podcast. I want to write a blog. Well, what's stopping you? Yeah. Well, it has to. Nope. It, it, stop that. It doesn't have to do anything. Just do it. Just write write a few sentences and post it. There you go. You're done. You did it. And I think yeah, a lot of people get discouraged, especially in um, 
the creative type of work that you're putting yourself out there because any kind of visual arts, any kind of, um, you know, podcasts, blogs, whatever, you are putting yourself out there. And then we sort of want this feedback. We're looking for this feedback. It's like, well, is anybody liking it? Is anybody reading it? Is anybody listening to it? And um, my go-to is that if even one person listens to my show, Mm -hmm. even if one person gets something out of it and they're, whether I know about it or not, but if even one person, it made a difference in their life, that's it. This show was a success. That's it. Exactly. I, I think that was, that is the advice. That's basically, everyone should take that away. Uh, and go with whatever they're doing, understand that I have records of my analytics on my blog from over the years where there's been the first like 10 or 15 blog posts from a long time ago where no one, no, not a single person looked at them for months. And then one of them got picked up by uh, photography it was like a another a bigger photography mm-hmm. site and they did like a little article and linked to it and then a whole bunch of people saw it but that wasn't until years later and i was like see if i didn't put it out if i went it went in like uh the whole mentality these days is like oh it's not doing well delete it to get rid of it to, don't do that you put your time and energy into it you put it out there people are going to come to it eventually and that's that's the the most important thing is like you're putting your time and and effort into it don't don't pull it away from the universe don't say like no you uh, no one's looking at it now and doesn't mean no one might look it it might be three years from now and one person will see it like you said and that one person we don't know if, if it affected them but maybe it did maybe it affected them so like so much that it changed their entire life that's all that matters. You just put that energy into it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love all that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stefan, for being here. Um, I'm going to put his uh, link on the post. So everybody, if you want to get in touch with him, listen to his podcast, hire him for his photography work. I've seen those plugs. They're cute. They were very <laughs> They were part of our sessions and uh, <laughs> I know them, but they were really cute. So uh, go check out the pugs, check out his photography work and everything's going to be in the link. Thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure. And thank you so much for having me, Atusa. Bye, everybody. Bye.